Oh, JP. <laughs> What's up, TIW Mafia? JP, Joe was obviously about to hand me a note about the show when we went live. We're here. It's myself. It's Big Joe. It is what I like to call him an independent pro wrestling standout uh, because he is one of the best out there if you don't know who he is. And he's pretty much a rookie. I don't want to say that out of school, but it is my good friend, Spencer Slade. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm excited Welcome, to be in Spencer. the show. I uh, can't wait. And uh, let's get the show going, baby. So now... Joe, what was it you were about to say? Let's just get right to that. I mean, I was about to say I, 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 I did the sign language right. Now she's not here, so I'm going to forget it again. But it was hello, nice meet you. That means he's such a badass in the ring that no one can compare. See, man, we uh, we got the same sign language. Oh yeah, I, I mean. The only one I give to JP no. is right here. <laughs> Sorry, JP. Now, Spencer, I so for those who don't know, Joe just did sign language to Spencer. And what we haven't told you guys yet is that Spencer, while he's a, a standout pro wrestler, uh, he's deaf. And he hears us today because he's got his headphones on amplified and he's got his um, hearing aids in. But by by every means. Yeah, if they can see right there, you got to put these aids uh, in right there. That he's a I so I thought the first couple of times I saw Spencer I knew he was deaf, but I actually thought he was a shoot wrestler along with being a professional wrestler because he wears the headgear, and the headgear is actually an ingenious way of covering up the hearing aids in the ring, right? Yeah, that's all. It's all is 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 people say it's all party gimmick, brother. Now you so I'm gonna tell a little bit about me. When I was a teenager, me and Joe grew up together. Me and Joe have known each other. Way too long. That's awesome. Uh, but growing up, you you know how big I am. I'm six foot eight. Like growing oh, up, I was yeah. a skinny kid. Uh, I was always told I'd never make it as a pro wrestler. It would never happen. Nobody ever makes it. Don't bother. Don't waste your time. And I didn't. And I regret it. And now that's why I do what I do at the shows and why I do this. And with Joe, you know, I can only imagine – how many people told you you can't do it? And <laughs> man, you uh, you couldn't have said any better. I mean, that was pretty much, and that's the craziest thing about life is, um, and I talk about it all the time. It's like when you're a kid, you want to tell people that you want to do this, chase this dream, or chase this hobby, or whatever it is. But then throughout uh, throughout your life, as you get older, then you're you're told, ah, you shouldn't do that. Ah, you should do what society wants you to do. But um, and that's a problem, I think. Um, yeah, with no. me, yeah, man, I've always wanted to be a wrestler since I was eight years old. Um, you know, people have told me, ah, you're you're too small. Uh, you can't hear. I mean, I've had teachers tell me that you know, pro wrestling is not gonna. Uh, you're not gonna make it in pro wrestling. That's not a real real career. I've had my guidance counselor when I, guidance counselor say, "Oh, well, you need not do wrestling. Wrestling school is not real school, you know." So, you name it, man. I've had I've had everybody from people in my own family to to people that I've known in in in, in my uh, uh, um, you know my uh, social circle or people at school always tell me, you know, yeah, that wrestling thing's not going to work out. And partially, it's and the problem with that too is um, there's a lot of people out there that hate on people that have a dream because they themselves could never see themselves chasing their own dreams. So 
Um, when I do make it big, it, it's it, it's never really going to be about oh I proved you, you proved you wrong. Even though a little bit of that is, it's gonna just going to be about me doing exactly what I said I was going to do when I was eight years old. I love the That's language that I love the language that you used when I make it big. I loved something else that you said to me at the last New England All Star show, and that was you you were pissed off, you were offended because somebody asked you what your backup plan was. Yeah, so um, I love that. That's yeah, like the I, drive and motivation you need to have. Yeah, you have Everyone. to. And um, I read I read a book called it's called the uh, it's called the Secret. It talks about the law of attraction, which I'm a huge believer in. You know what you think and what you project out there is what you uh, so it's probably what you're going to get. Um, I see it in everyday life. You got people that say I wish this or I hope this. No, I that, those two words don't uh don't uh exist okay. in my vocabulary. Um, I'm just so confident in me. You know, I've known what I had to go through to chase my dream. I know how hard I've had to protect it, you know, so there's nothing stopping me, but myself. Um, and I don't have a backup plan. Like I said, I'm, I'm going balls to the walls to uh, chase my dream. And that's the mentality you have to have, because once you start having a backup plan, then that's when you've already uh, told yourself, Hey, I'm, I'm not going to make right. it. And for those who are watching this on Twitch or YouTube right now and saying, man, this kid looks familiar. That's because He's been on AEW doc several times, like six or seven times. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yep. Um, you know, New England All-Star Wrestling, which has their web shows, uh, in New England All-Star Wrestling, like with what you're doing there with fucking Adam Barrasano, fucking kid, (laughs) um, what you're doing with him, you wind up wrestling three or four matches a night. Yeah, that was uh, that last show. Yeah, I beat three guys in one night. But hey, you know what? I'm Spencer Slay, man. I'm used to doing that. So, you know, That's... he was just, I just come up there and do what I need to do, you know? Yeah. And like, I want to talk about that a little because, like, Adam's another, I, I you know, I hem and haw about him, but Adam's actually like a really close friend of mine that I've known since literally his day one, his first show. Uh, what's, like, what did you expect when you came up and Caleb said, ah, I got a manager that's great for you, and it's this this skinny Guido character. Sorry, I know that's not politically correct. Like, what was your – did no. you like go, oh, Jesus, I'm going to be on the Jersey Shore? And then with when himself, you met Adam, how did it himself, the, Guido's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Marisano, I tell you what, is exactly what I thought he was going to be. He – I mean, he's like a he's like a miniature like a mafia boss or like a mini Trump or a mini you know like a that's just what he projects, man. I say he's like one of them uh, one of the rich guys that wants you to know that he that he's worth a million dollars. That's it. But that's... you know what? He's uh to me he's uh he's he's perfect for for uh, you know for me in the ring. I mean, I'm a huge I equate Adam and I to uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan and Rick Rude. I don't okay. like the Rick Rude. I got the Rick Rude body. I come out with the flat stuff you like do. that. And Adam Barrasano's like my older kind of Bobby Heenan kind of guy. That's kind of how I tell fans what it is. That when I, I told that perfectly. When I told Joe about you and to go look you up last week, he's first thing he says is, "Wow, this kid's ripped." Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah, guys, yeah. the definition of washboard. Oh, I appreciate that. I I, I take great pride in in making sure that I. That, that I say in tip top shape. And even it's, it's hard too when you're traveling to shows like flying up there, like I, I'm the, I'm the guy that's packing his meals in his suit in his, yeah. uh, in his carry on suitcase. <laughs> I double wrap them a bag just to make sure that they don't get leak or anything like that's... that. But 
you, you know, you you got to do what you got to do, you know. I pack my I lunch in my suitcase too, but I fill a suitcase with my lunch. And it's Cheetos and Fritos and Wise Chips and uh, Cape Cod Chips. Yeah, I try to pack lunch, my, something I try tells to take me my lunch meal is on different. the plane too. Last time I flew, I brought my lunch with me and they said, you can't bring that much McDonald's on one plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you what, it, with the whole thing about like um, having a great body, that's just something that, you know, since I, we'll talk about later, but, you know, obviously when I was a kid, I'd always get picked on and stuff like that. And uh, working out was my escape, man. I used when I would watch wrestling on TV, I would want to look like the guy, the wrestlers on TV. So that's why I always pride myself in having a great body because, you know, not only do I like it, but it also helps in wrestling because you got to be in shape, you know, yes. and, and well, we're in the business of on, on trying to be on television. So you have to look, you have to look yes. apart. Yeah. I, so I'm a big fan of pro wrestlers that look like they can beat me up. Um, yep. And, and so like, yeah, that's the, see, that's the problem with wrestling nowadays is, um, you have all these guys are in wrestling that look like fans. And then you wonder why people don't take wrestling seriously nowadays yeah. or they don't, they don't look, they don't look wrestling like they did when they were a kid. You know, you have to, you have to look like an athlete, you know, you don't have yeah. to look like as good as me, or you don't have to be all jacked to the gills like Lex Luger, but you have to, you have to have something that, that a fan can see like, Oh, you know what? There's just something about him. I want to see what he does. But right. even with, and with that, like you said, back in the day, they had these guys that were standouts and they had their place for the people that were like me, that were overweight and had that. But what I'm to, to kind of piggyback off what you're saying, it almost seems like it's shifted. The guys with the physiques and the guys that are the standout guys that can actually fly around the ring like it's nobody's business have been put on the back burner and not to knock his ability, but the Kevin Owens of the of the wrestling industry have been put to the limelight. Yep, yep, you have guys like him and then I, uh, you know, also too, it's not even really it's not even really about about muscle mass and size anymore. I mean, you look at the look at the top guys in wrestling now. You look at like you know, um, Adam Cole. You know, he, he he's right. not really built. I mean, I mean, look at most of those guys in AEW. There's not many guys there that no. are, that are you know. It's just fans nowadays, like the new generation of wrestling fans, they don't really care how a wrestler looks. They care if they're connected to that wrestler somehow. So, That's... um, I but a guy like Kevin Owens, and this is another thing too. There's a lot of young wrestlers out there to get a little bit lazy when it comes time to in-ring and training. They think they can, that they can get by by being a Kevin Owens. Well, listen, buddy, you ain't no Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens right. was the Ring of Honor World Champion before he yeah. got signed. He Kevin Owens. Some guy, yeah, he wasn't just some bum that he, showed up off the streets. He so grinded for to, 20 years. He grinded exactly. for 20 years. So, Yeah. If you're not in great shape, you better damn sure make sure that you know, you're, you're, you're a damn great wrestler. Yeah, and that's a there's a thing too. It's like a difference. Like you are in top physical shape and physical appearance wise. There are some guys. I bet Kevin Owens is in top physical shape. He just has doesn't have the appearance of other people. But he can probably go take out and, and run a five k in ten minutes. Exactly, and that's the thing too. There's a thing with uh, with wrestling. I call it the, I call it wrestling cardio. I mean, you can do as much cardio as you want, but there's nothing out there that that prepares you. Um, for in-ring wrestling cardio, you uh, can go run miles uh, and miles, but there's nothing like that in wrestling. It's 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 just a different kind of cardio. Most normal people in society don't don't know what what I'm talking about. You, I'm sure you guys do, but 
like Kevin Owens, he 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 doesn't look physically good, but he has that wrestling cardio. Whoa. Some guys Spencer. have that. Spencer Tina Maria Weber on uh, Facebook. I think she's swiping right on you right now, brother. Oh, I appreciate she, that, Tina. Like she, I said, you're only getting to see what's here. You haven't even seen what's down here yet, but I appreciate she, that. She just said, hey, Spencer, I just want to let you know you look really good. Hey, and, and, and guess what, Tina? You can come, hey, Tina, you can come to a show in person. You can get the whole so, package seen right in front of you. Do you know where they live? Come to a show. They live in Rockland. Oh, did they, come there? I was no, say. they weren't able to get to any of those. I was trying to get them there. Um, yeah, we asked the word of them people up there. We need some more fans in those buildings. That's it. That last show, that Dedham building is incredible. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's, um. oh, sorry. They, she lives in Lynn. I know they have family in Rockland, which is right where the gym was. Yeah, where well, we did those shows. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that Dedham building, that was a great building that, um, yeah, that was it. Was big. It was. See, that's one thing about the independence that I like. I like the old high school gyms because yeah. it just has that grit feeling. That just that indie vibe. Yeah. To it. But you had that. You had the stage to come off of. So you got like to me. Pro wrestling's theater, and what I mean by that is like I don't want to see you guys come out ground level. I want to see you guys on the stage come out, get the crowd going, go down, then come down to ground level. And then go right back up on your stage. It's because you're above the crowd when you when, in your performance and your persona. You're you know, above the crowd, and that's what you got to portray to them. You walk out next to them, it's like, "Hey, I'm one now, of you." Now, for hey. people that aren't in the Boston area, and obviously for people that are in the Massachusetts, New England area, uh, you're a mainstay for uh, New England All Star Wrestling. But what other companies besides New England All Star do you work for? Because I know you have a couple down in like the DC area, I believe, right? Yeah, I have. So I'm I'm right now. I live in Pittsburgh, PA. That's where my home promotion is. It's called IWC, the International Wrestling Cartel. They've been around since the early yes, 2000s. Forever. That's my home promotion. Um, on top of that, I'll go out to uh, Central PA and and, and do work for a promotion called Imagine Wrestling. Um, they're another great promotion out in the central part of the uh, state. Um. I, I sometimes I'll go down to Alabama and work this, uh, <laughs> this, uh, this is a funny story here. Okay. So it's called rocket city championship wrestling. It's a, uh, it's in hazel green, Alabama. Now this is like 25 miles outside of Huntsville, Alabama. There, there is nobody that lives here. I'm seriously like, and it looks like the town looks like an earthquake has come through and done like $2 million worth of improvements. I mean, there is nothing <laughs> in this town, but yet, and this little, this little high school gym, there's 150, 200 people to come to these shows. Wow. And then I'll go up to um, uh, Buffalo, New York and Russell for a good company up there called Empire State Wrestling. Um, yeah. So that's right kind of where I'm at right now. I like to wrestle in the few quality promotions because I'm yes. I, wanna, I want quality matches over quantity, especially when you're trying to get signed. You need those quality matches. I'll have to get you with um I don't know if you're familiar with like any of the old Chikara guys when Chikara was a thing like the ants. Actually, the you know what? Um my debut match back in uh, uh so uh back in uh I had the, the posters up here, but um, August of 2019, when I had my first match, we did a joint show with Chikara. They, okay. they did like a, a 2 p.m. show before, and then we had our show 7 o'clock that night. But I'm very familiar with Chikara. 
they're personally not my style of wrestling because they have all those, those right. and all those masks. But I mean, they they had a demand. I mean, I mean, yeah, a lot of people Green, know about Chikara. Green Ant, who is a you know, yeah, he's one of the masked guys, but he's a wrestler. You know, he's just happens to be a wrestling yeah, ant. Yeah, yeah, uh, is a pretty good friend. So yeah. And I know they're doing, he's still doing a little bit. Um, Do they still run shows? Because I haven't heard of Chikara. No. So Chikara fell victim to the Me Too. Oh, he's like, because I know something happened to Quackenbush. Yeah, that's in that. They all like revolted on him. Okay. So then they, so then even a promotion had to go too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There was another one that came out of it, Camp Leapfrog. Which that yeah. the same thing happened to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, was one the of the promoters. Like a lot of even beyond the Me Too movement thing, but a lot of it's, wrestling promotions suffered a lot from the pandemic. Or like yeah. independent promotions. Yeah, and if it's you, really hard to bounce back when you're not a multi conglomerate like the WWE or AEW, right. you know. So right. that's why I try to tell people try to support independent wrestling because the only way they can run shows is if the fans come. Yeah, the WWE doesn't rely on our money. WWE's relying on its um advertising. Right. Think about it. This is the thing about the WWE, and I'm not knocking them because that's what I'm trying to get employed by. But yes. they don't want if they want your if they wanted your money that bad, then they would focus on trying to put together like a NXT style in ring matches, trying to put on the best match because fans want to go and watch good in ring wrestling. That's but it's the complete opposite now. They rely solely on the entertainment and the money they get right. from all the countries and the deals to where they're actually trying to show the least amount of wrestling they can get by off of. The soap NXT, opera of it. Right. NXT is right. pro wrestling. WWE is a TV show. Exactly. exactly. You know, and AEW is a comedy. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I much. and I like that. Like I love I'm a fan of Orange Cassidy. Um yeah, yeah he's good. Yeah, you know, I'm a fan of that stuff in its place and done right. And I think Orange Cassidy is one of the only people right now that sort of does that right. Yeah, yeah, um, it's like the fans can never really get tired of them. Right, exactly. That's and that's what it is. That's key. And I can tell you, like knowing a little bit about a little bit, if they do get sick of Orange Cassidy, there's another character in him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> No, he's so, like he's one of the one of the only guys out there now that will come out match after match with the same thing, and it basically he'll yeah. put on the same match, but it gets he, eaten up every time. He just you know, did it with where, Adam Cole last night. Yeah, with any other wrestler, <laughs> any other wrestler, they're gonna they come out and do the same shtick every night. They're no. done. What do yeah. you watch? What do you watch about some current wrestling? Like, are you strictly independents, or are you watching TV stuff? So I. Ever since like I was eight years old, even even currently right now, I mean, I watch everything just because, you know, I'm trying to up my game as well. So I study and watch everybody, you know, so I, I, I'll break it down. You know, I'm always even though I always watch Raw Monday, I always watch NXT Tuesday, AEW Wednesday, I watch Impact on Thursday, I watch Friday Night SmackDown on Friday, then I watch Rampage after Friday on SmackDown. And then on top of that, I like to um, I'll, I'll see what New Japan's doing. Yeah. Um, but I'll. But other than that, I like. I, I. I obviously have Peacock, so I'll go back and watch matches of guys I like yes. to study, like Kurt Angle or Randy Orton. But I'm a big filmaholic. Literally, I watch like five to ten matches a day. Wow. Who's your I'll all stay time? Up till like I'll stay up till like two a.m. every night and just watch 
just big boss matches, whether it's YouTube, Peacock. Who's your all-time favorite? Wrestling is my life, you know. It's, yeah, no, and that's what you want to be your life. Is exactly. Kurt Angle your? You say Kurt Angle there. Is he your? Is he the greatest to you? Kurt, uh, you know what? It's a tie between me. I, there's a tie between Kurt Angle and Randy Orton. Those are I, just my two guys, my two idols. I thought um, you were going to say it was a tie between Kurt Angle and you. Well, hey, I think very highly of myself, but I need to have some. I need to be doing what I'm doing I, now on TV so people can see, you know, that I'm doing well. Listen, I but tell Kurt people, Angle. Oh, I know Kurt Angle is a guy that I kind of sometimes will model my style after. But a lot of people say Randy Orton just because they think I kind of look like him a little bit, which I can see. Well, Randy but, Orton does a lot of the, like, you do a lot of, like, quick moves. In other words, like, you're not moving quick. You're moving at the speed you're supposed to move, but you hit quick moves. You don't do exaggerated holds and things like that a lot of the times. And that's a, that's very much, to me, Randy Orton style. Yeah. yeah, I watch um, Randy Orton's like, he, he was my idol as a kid. He was my favorite wrestler of all time. So he's a guy that um, I watch all the time. Um, and then I also study the old guys, too. I'll go back and watch Bret Hart, anything Mr. Perfect. Um, so, Joe, he's calling so the guys we grew guys up on. I like to watch. He's calling the guys we grew up on the old guys. You notice that? You know what, that? though? That's fair. That's the yeah. guys me and Joe grew up on. Me and Joe grew up on uh, Bret Hart. Yeah, Bret, I mean, um, look it up. Mr. Perfect, Rick Rude. You look at like uh, Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect, man. That match they had a SummerSlam. I mean, and, and, and people always um, people don't realize, man. Bret Hart, dude, he 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 was so smart in the ring. Everything. As a matter of fact, it was uh, I watched uh, Bret Hart versus Stone Cold. They had uh, that match at WrestleMania 13, and also yep. The even match I loved the most was uh, was at the uh, Survivor Series '96 in uh, MSG. Bad. They wrestled for almost like 30 minutes, and to me, that's what wrestling is, man. Two badass guys going in there, putting holds on, trying to, you know, that's what it is. Now, Bobby D is asking, um, what do you think about the WWE? The wrestlers getting let go from the WWE, and have you been friends you know, with any of them? Unfortunately, uh, it's just unfortunately just the nature of the beast. You know, people are gonna people are gonna come and go. Um, right. I can't really comment on that because I don't really know much of the people. Yeah, um, I don't absolutely. really know what the what the situation is. Um, I hope they can, you know, I hope they can yeah. find some other place to, uh, you know, to wrestle. Um, so I'm watching guys like Anthony Green, who's almost making more of a name for himself now than he did when he was under contract. I, Actually, Anthony Green, I, I, don't, I don't know if Caleb told you, but him and I were supposed to wrestle uh, on, on that show the 18th that Caleb was going to run. Me and AG. Oh, really? And I talked to um, him. I know AG pretty well because he's done a couple IWC shows. And, uh, yeah. And I, I, I first met him as I was trained to be a wrestler. Um, so I know AG pretty well. There's a guy, too. I mean, I, so I personally think he – and I told AG this, too, but – I personally think that he would have uh, he wouldn't have gotten released. I think if he would have had just a little bit of a better physique, that's it. Yeah, Not knocking him. I think if he just had a little bit of a better physique, he would have been he would have. He got yeah. He got knocked into that two hundred five live and because he's one of the best in ring wrestlers out there, man. It's it just yeah. and they had the yeah. other guy from Boston too, uh, Carmelo Hayes. I know he's from yeah. that area too. There's a guy that didn't get cut, and look at him. He's killing it right now. He I is. never met him personally, but I'm a, I'm a fan. Is it's that right? I'd love to lock up with. You never met him when he was up here? 
I know because um, remember yeah, I started I started wrestling uh, a little bit before the pandemic hit. So okay, um, yeah, I never came up to Boston until that first show in May. Okay, yeah, he, you... uh, he seemed like a good dude, is he? Yes, yes, yeah, um, humble, good dude, at, like great attitude, stuff where, like that. Yeah, he started training with um, he he obviously he went on to chaotic to get his finish work done. But he started training with Bo Douglas. I don't know if you're familiar with Bo. Um, that's where Alec Price trains and um, a couple of the other kids that uh, Caleb's used in the past. So okay, he's got good solid okay. training. Just a nice kid too, like very humble and so a lot yeah, like AG. Fine. Him and AG were good friends. So yeah, and, and like with Carmelo, he's going to have a fan following for a while because everything I've seen of him outside the ring, but in, in but inside the arena, say. Is all about the fans, high fiving the young kids, signing autographs, taking pictures. He was all about that in the indie scene, yeah. and that's gonna in ten years. <laughs> that's gonna parlay in twenty years. He's they're gonna have them guys gonna be bringing their kids to see him. Yeah, and that's the most important thing is uh, you know even even me personally, you know I'm a heel, even though I really am a really a heel and he heel in the ring because that's who I feel. I'll tell you how I really feel because I'm just a I'm just a gritty, intense, competitive guy. But if I ever see my fans, they're always they're always number one to me because you you if you don't have any fans, then how are, then how are people going to know who you are? How are people going to want to care what you do? You now, want what, to hear the "I can't wait for the Spencer Slade match." That's what's your uh, like? Do because I know with Caleb with New England All Star, I know you have Adam with you. Uh, but when you're down in Pittsburgh, do you do your own promos and stuff like that? Yeah, I do. I do my own promos, uh, like on, like uh, I'll do here, like on. Um, as you see, I can talk real well. I like. Right. I love, yeah. I'm so oh, good yeah. at cutting promos. It's just Caleb. I told Caleb, man, just give me the damn microphone. Let me talk, cause I can yep. just cut one on JP right now. <sighs> you know <laughs> what? When I showed up May fifteenth at the Rockland uh, Rockland Civic Center, there was this big tall guy. He thought he was walking around like he owned the show. This. This big six foot eight uh, blob guy. They said he was security. I looked at that guy. I said, "Excuse me, man. You might be six foot eight, but when you step foot in that ring with me, you will fear the gear." How's that? Love it. Now, I like it. what Thank was cool to me, and I think that I think I got the right show. What was cool to me was how one how, you're you're part of the show. You're like. You're basically a lot of the show is based around you. And yeah. you at the end of the night, not only you, but you and your father were there putting away chairs with us. Oh yeah. So that's one thing about me too, is uh, you know, I'm I I am blessed, man. I had the best parents in the world. Yes. They support me chasing that was this a, dream like I couldn't imagine. I'm so thankful to have that. That was a and surprise they to you. all my shows. And uh, you met them. They were up there at the yeah. Rockland show. And they were helping set up chairs because, you know, I always was taught, man, you know, even if you're on the show too, you're never you're never too important to not help out, to not set no. chairs up and set the ring up, you know? Um, now, that was a surprise, I think, that they came up to Boston, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 it was. Uh, I wanted to see if I could, uh, if I could, uh, surprise Caleb and his parents, but you know them, they're kind of more like on a serious oh. end. They don't really kind of get. So let's talk about the ride from the airport. Okay. How was the ride from the airport to the venue? 
All right, so you guys know the Caleb Dad <laughs> classic, right? All right. <laughs> so the first time he picked me up was uh, the show that I did with uh, with Pillman in May, and yeah. then he's picked me up ever since. But <laughs> this guy, honest to God, he could probably be like a NASCAR driver. He's I, like four feet I tall. Oh, I know. Yeah. And I didn't know up here in Massachusetts that people drive like maniacs and just drive, you know. They drive like assholes. Well, there you go. Yeah, down here in PA, people are respectful. They stop and let you go. But he was swerving in and out, going through like a route, like, oh, my God. He was going like 80, turning in like a 60, 60. I mean, he basically got us to the airport from to Rockland in like, 20 25 minutes and that's a that's a good 45 minute trip for people oh who don't gosh. know yeah and that's i was like I appreciate you getting me to point a to point b as quickly as possible but we did you damn near got me killed at least twice <laughs> yeah that's i've been well, in the car with classic driving once or twice <laughs> twice you only he only tried to kill you twice that's you you're a rookie that's, but <laughs> the, the the one time you got out of that car and you came into the venue and you were like like you were yeah. looking like uh Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how many cars we almost collided in head first with his dad, but, but hey, we made it safely. That's just classic. That's I've been blessed to do some not not road trips with classic, but I've done road trips with Caleb, and I don't know if it's much better. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was a Caleb was I was like I, I was driving up Caleb to the show in uh down in uh, but, Kingston, right? Called it was down there at Pins out one day. We yes. were driving down there. Oh man. And Caleb's kind of kind of a little bit more relaxed and kind of just stays in the right lane and a little bit slower, but hey man, no. you know, as long as I get to the show and do my thing, that's all I'm I I try to hit Caleb up. I'm like, "What do you got for dates? I got Spencer coming on. He doesn't have anything yet." But 2022 is going to be a year, I think, and I think New England All Star is going to is going to strive. Yeah, I mean, I'm, so I, I want to try to get there in New England as many times as I can before I, you know, I, you know, before I get myself signed somewhere. So yes. I have so much fun coming up there. You know, I now, love I love coming up to that area and wrestling. Now I know your main goal, obviously, is WWE, but like we've well, done AEW Dark. Uh, how do you feel about that? Yeah, you know, I um, I've done. That's a crazy thing too, and 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 and, and I don't want to come off like I'm bashing companies, but you know, me, I I, I give you my honest opinion. No, I try to tell it like it is. Yeah. I mean, I've done. I've already. I've I've done. You know, set, six, seven matches for AEW. You know, I've I've showed them what I can do. I've been able to hit moves and stuff, and it's just like, you know, I've got a better body than almost everybody there, right. probably besides Brian Cage. You know, because he's yeah. obviously jacked into gills, but it's like I got a character, I got a backstory. I mean, it's just like, what else do you want from me, man? Like, and I'm well, seeing some of the people they're signing, and I'm like, you're signing him now. I understand you're signing him because he came from NXT, but it's like, like, hello, like I'm here, like you know, what else do I got to do? I mean, they like they never really the old... gave me an answer. They said there's just, there's no contracts available, which. Which is fine. That's fine. But I'm not. I'm the kind of guy. I'm not gonna sit around and wait. I'm gonna try right. to go somewhere else because I want. I want to get get to where I need to be. You know. Would you yeah. be open to jumping to Japan? Oh my God, dude! That's a that that's a goal of me, Japan. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to figure out how or, or how to contact somebody over there because I don't know how what it's like to get over to Japan being a uh, guy from the states. But that's a bucket list goal, man. If that, if I could go to Japan, dude. That would be a dream come true. I'm trying to think of who's been over there. 
but that's i mean yeah that's it's, definitely it's, it's it's hard it's hard as an american wrestler to get over to japan unless if uh unless you go to the old boy network right you and it's such saying? a right and it, it's such a good place to prove yourself because it really is still very much real there yeah like the new you japan know, style wrestling is what i personally think i would fit the, fit the best at um because that's just kind of what i like um but you never say never, man. If New Japan came before WWE, I would take New Japan just because I want to be where I want to be as soon as possible, you know? Now, was there a particular moment in time as a kid that made you say, this is what I'm going to do? I know you said, like, since you were, like, eight yep. years old. Yep, it was actually, um, it was, so, it's funny, is the first match or the, uh, the first show that I, or the first match that I've, the first time I've ever watched wrestling was one uh, was uh um uh what was it? It was Unforgiven. It was it was in Hershey where I lived. Uh, um, it was Unforgiven. I think two thousand and oh, I can't believe two thousand three was uh it was uh the pay per view that Randy Orton wrestled Shawn Michaels and Triple H wrestled Goldberg. I think. Okay. Was that Unforgiven? That was like the uh, first. Because my dad like had gotten the pay-per-view, and that was the first time I've ever seen wrestling. I was like seven or eight at the time. And I was hooked ever since. And then I remember we watched uh, WrestleMania 19, Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar. And then when that, when I seen that, 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 that was it for me. I said, that's what I'm doing, man. I so, want to look like those guys. I want to wrestle like that. And I want to do whatever that, whatever they're doing that, whatever that is, that's what I want to do. And I've been obsessed and hooked on wrestling since that day. I'm so mad at you right now. So you have those abs and you live in fucking Hershey? Yes, sir. Yeah, right Jesus. by the... Uh, I lived in Hershey, I'd have diabetes. Park, man. You yeah. Get them chocolate world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have I abs. Up, um, I grew up in a town called Lingolstown, which is right outside of Harrisburg. Yeah. And um, um, so when I was younger, we would go to all the WWE shows that would come to Hershey, PA, the Giant Center. But then once right. I got my... um. Once I got my like driver's license, I would go to every single WWE show, Ring of Honor show, or indie show within like a three mile radius. I would go to Baltimore, or Philly, or um, the, Pittsburgh, or you know, uh, uh, Wilkes Barre. I would go everywhere, everywhere to go to shows. Yeah, that, the Pennsylvania is such a big, um, such a big state, and it has so. And like... People don't realize the best place for wrestling is the Northeast. Oh, Whether yes. it's independent wrestling, WWE coming through. You look at WWE, AEW, it's yep. the, the Northeast markets are the biggest. They're always coming to the yeah. Northeast because that's where it's at, man. Well, from like, Philly up. Like Philly, Pittsburgh and Philly to me was always like, you guys were different. You guys always, even when it wasn't cool, always cheered for the bad. You would be over in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah I know, right? You know, like... Yeah, it, and they booed the good guys. They booed the Hulk Hogan's. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah. like for you, when you sit in the Northeast, it's like Philly and up, but then there's a small pocket in DC, and then the rest of the country is pockets. Yeah. Yes. It's almost exactly. like the territories are being re- reborn, in a sense, with the way things are going now, and that's thanks to the internet and the way things are being pushed forward. Where exactly, it's almost like you have more clout in the industry if you spent more time on the indies. No. Exactly. And like me, you know, unless, if, you know, my dad's not Ric Flair or, you know, my mom's not Stephanie McMahon. So I don't have a job waiting for me in a wrestling business. So I have to grind on the independence yeah. to get there. 
you know. And this is another thing too. Like, I hate when the uh, WWE when they sign all these athletes or these fitness models have zero wrestling experience. It's like you know, look at how many people they've signed and done that. How many of those people actually make it out? Not that many. Maybe a handful here or there. You have to love this business at the independent level if you want to do it. If you're Here's my somebody to train to be a wrestler, then you've already admitted they're just doing it for the money. So that's why um, I had that huge chip on my shoulder because I kind of see how the business is changing where they're looking yes. more for athletes and models. And whereas me, I come from the independence. You know, I had that grit. I'm willing to drive six hours and lose money to get that wrestling experience. You, you, you know, those guys, those athletes, they're not willing to do that. And that's why, and you look at like AEW or WWE, it's all indie guys that are the top guys, you know? It's yeah. all the independent guys that rise to the top because the cream always rises to the top. So that's why me as an independent wrestler or like us as indie guys, we had that chip on our shoulder because we know where we start at the bottom to get there. It's like you, you go back to the style of wrestling where you're talking to your opponent right before. You're not going to have this script. Oh, here's your script for the next six months. Right. You know, right. it's right before, hey, what's going on? Let's do this. Yeah, and also, you look at the best. You look at the best in ring wrestling. Man, was uh, was the NXT Yellow Brand when they from like 2015 all the way up to, to, to all the way up to the pandemic. Man, why? Because they had all indie guys. They were all killing it, man. Having those killer matches. That's what. That's the pro. That's why NXT was so popular then. Was because they were the best wrestling. Yeah, you know. And it, it's like WWE should start a show called Legacies. Because that's what all the majority of the top people in there are now, or not even the top, but like you get mid card, you get, you get, but it's all it's scattered with, with uh, people of people like you were saying, someone's son or someone's daughter, and now you got like in that thing, you get Rock's daughter who started training. You know she's gonna get it because all of a sudden, then now they have the fourth legacy, fourth generation wrestler, first time in WWE, and it's like instant contract. <clears throat> Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like you know, just because you're a, just because you're a good-looking dude or you're a great athlete or you have a great body, that doesn't mean that you're going to be a great pro wrestler. You know, once again, right. we go back to the Kevin Owens thing. You know, you have to, you have to love this business. You have to watch it to succeed at it. You know, yeah. my thing with that whole next in line thing that they're doing now is yeah, they can, that. yeah, they can do it. That's fine. There's a place for it. But guess what? Those guys that are coming out of college basketball. College football. Yeah, did you uh, see those guys? How many of those guys actually look like pro wrestlers? Probably right. maybe none of them. They just but they look like you, normal people. The one thing they're all gonna need is someone to fucking carry them. Yeah. And they're gonna the, become bodyguards. They're gonna become trust the muscle. Me, man, if I'm a, <laughs> you know me, man. I, I want to wrestle other independent guys because we have that connection. Right. We know that we're going out there to steal the damn show, you know. No, it's not only that, but like so. I'm, I don't do this. I don't pull the fourth wall back. I don't expose wrestling. There's a conversation going on in the ring. You, with another independent wrestler, can have that conversation. Even with your communication, with your hearing, you can have that communication because of the way that that conversation happens. Right. And these guys aren't going to be able to do that because they don't know that language. I don't know that. I'm not going to pretend. No, I'm not going to pretend to. I mean, you think about it, the guys that the guys that are coming from you know from the Indies, man. It's like 
we have already worked in front of crowds, small, big, large. We have all those reps, you know, the fans, we know what works and what doesn't work. And then when you get to the WWE or AEW, you already have all those match experiences. You already know what, what works and what doesn't work. When you have an athlete that that's never been in front of a live crowd before, and then they wrestle their first matches ever on national television, no wonder why it looks so it looks so hokey and and, and so uh, uh, cookie cutter, you know. Now, what type of like? Because I know you've done shows with some guys that are that are names like guys that are from Ring of Honor and Impact and stuff that just I've seen. I know you've probably done with bigger than that. What type of feedback have you gotten from them? That's all. That's a great question. I've got nothing but positive feedback. I mean, it's uh, and to me, that's a confirmation that you know my hard work's paying off and I'm doing something right. I mean, for example, I mean, I wrestled uh, uh, I wrestled a little over a year ago. I wrestled Brian Pillman Jr. That was awesome. He told me I was going to be a big star one day. He told me I actually helped carry him through the match. <laughs> yeah, which I'll, I'll take that. Um, I wrestled um, big guy. Uh, uh, big Cass, uh, oh, Cass wow. XL this past year for uh, we did a joint show with Northeast Wrestling. He's um, not really that I, tall, is he? Yeah, I wrestled him. That was a big dude. I mean, he's tall and lanky. That was yeah. that was fun. I've got great feedback from him. And then the best one was right the week before I came up there. I wrestled uh, Josh Alexander for the Impact Exhibition title. Nice. The other guy that wears a headgear. Really, really. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that was. That was fun as heck, man. Because I thought he was one of the best. I mean, that's 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 why I like I like wrestling names because the only way that I get better is if I'm wrestling guys that got more experience. Right. I don't really want to wrestle people that 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 don't that that, that that I think are not as good as me. I want to wrestle people that are better because that's the only way that you get better. That's why all the guys that I want to wrestle are all signed. That's why I'm trying to get signed. You know, <laughs> you're you're right. Like you you don't learn from somebody. Um, that's not a little above you. Right. That's um right. And listen, Shiz Blackheart, I see you out there with soft, right? Why don't you go play with your little Game Boy and your little like portfolio thing there? Because me and Joe are gonna talk sports while you're over Let's there. Talk Let's talk to legit legit rocket stars that are gonna make their way to the top. I don't know what you guys, guys have all your little friends smoking weed doing nothing. I don't know what you guys do over there at that over the top ropes podcast, but over here we have guests. Spencer Slade, independent pro wrestling standout. <laughs> Where's yep. my Atari? All right. But, yeah, sorry, Spencer. That's another podcast trying to take over our little chat here that uh calling us soft. Yeah, hit him I, Ironically, you're talking about wrestling big cast, and they're quoting them. So, I mean, who's the uh, – we're the mocks, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. No, but that's, I mean, so you've wrestled the names. You, you've and made also, the contact. I don't know if you remember, I wrestled uh, Adam, I wrestled, uh, I just forgot about it. I wrestled uh, Hangman Adam Page on Dark Elevation um, back in Jacksonville. That was cool, too. I got great feedback from him, and now he's the AEW World Champion. Yeah. So, well, and, yeah, and it's cool, like, man. Like you had said, you you like to wrestle what's above you. So it's kind of like in the same, to go back to Shiz and his, his podcast, we're above them, so you don't need to do that. <laughs> It's funny. It's funny as you look at you look at life. You've been wrestling in life. It's always people at the bottom that are hating on people at the top. It's never the people at the top hating on the people at the bottom because mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about them. They're not on their level. That's 
No, yep. it's, a, it's all love between us. There's it's always a, the people at the top are always going to go help out the people, the up and comers, the people that they see are going to do well, just like the guys that have helped me. But what we got to do is we got to get you, we got to get you back up here in New England more. Hey man, so, yeah. hey man, you let if you guys know of any promoters up there, you let them know, man. They uh, they need uh, GP, I'm what, tear it up, you know. I'm what trying about to, trying to get them connected in Vegas? In Vegas, yeah, that's. Yeah, like I, don't I said, know if you guys, you guys know anybody? Let me know. I mean, yeah. I kind of, I kind of sum my stuff out. But what I've noticed in wrestling, it's it, the the best way to get booked is if somebody on the show knows you. So yeah, there's. I, mean, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Sin Bodhi. Oh, oh, of um, course I know. Of course I know Sin Bodhi. I've actually, I know him really well because I've done a couple. I've done the uh, the uh, shows at Rocket City down in Alabama. I okay, and I actually stayed at the promoter's house. With him and him and I oh, talk okay. forever, so I know him really well. Yeah, yeah. so Sin runs yeah, the promotion. I think you do good out there. Well, I don't know if he's running the promotion anymore or if he's just sort of wrestling out there. But I know he has no, a school he, out there. He's, and a, stuff. he's the head trainer there, that FSW. Yeah, yeah. I think from what I'm thinking is like I remember, remember when he was on with us last. He's they're doing shows, but they're not doing scheduled like every third the right. third Thursday of every month. He's doing one offs. Yeah, okay. And so no, you know what? It was uh, his school. He calls it. I thought was it. It's called the Snake Pit. That's so yeah, he runs so with Jake the Snake. It's the Snake Pit, but it's also FSW as well. Like they kind of merged. Exactly. So. Snake Pit's yeah. the school. It's one FSW. of those weird things. But it's him and D'Lo and Jake, and it, it's it's really like a, <laughs> it's a mesh of people that you wouldn't think would be friends. You know. And, and what? Yeah. What I'm I mean, seeing with yeah. that. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. What I'm seeing with that promotion is if he runs it like he like they do when they had uh, Shocker the Magician in. Yes, I can see you coming in, Spencer, and being that uh, Marilyn Munster to the rest of the to the rest of the oddities. If you if you remember the Munsters, I do. Yes, I do. Yep. It was that beautiful yes. one with all the. <laughs> How about that, think, baby? That works for me. I, I think he's hitting I, I on see you as well. Well, I think know, he's I did, on you, you know, he did have he did have splendid nipples. <laughs> yeah, that's now. How long, like, how long do you spend in the gym? Are you in the gym like six hours a day, or is it all diet? No, 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 no. That that that's uh that's not be overtraining my body. No, but I do train. I'm at the gym six days a week, and I that's... I'm usually in there just for about an hour, hour and a half. Wow. Um, but the most important thing I tell people all the time is the reason why I look the way I do is uh, not so much about training in the gym. It's all what you put in your body. It's all your diet, you know. That explains like a I was lot. Telling you, I always yeah. carry my meals with me everywhere because you can't really get any healthy meals like that unless if you're home cooking it or you're going to a fancy restaurant. And I'm not trying to spend money. Right. It's all diet. You just got to watch what no. you eat. The other thing is your Facebook says that you have a master's in <laughs> Is that yeah, true? So I'm not just some dumb independent wrestler. <laughs> like, unfortunately, like well, I might say you're a dumber independent wrestler because know, you're right? someone that, like, you just brought up Pillman Jr. Pillman Jr. quit a great job to chase this. Yeah. And that exactly. just shows that shows what it means to you guys to me. And that shows the heart you guys have. I'm not really calling a, you dumb. Yeah. I have, um, yeah, I've got my bachelor's and my master's degree. I was fortunate enough to get those two paid for through my football scholarship, but I was still playing football in college. But um, I obviously don't put those degrees to use, you know. So um, I'm kind of like, 
like I'll do like I'll work for my dad. I'll do some like remodeling for houses and stuff with him during a part time. But they're supportive of me. So I, I I'm like I said, I don't have a backup plan. I'm going straight to. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I, also to those degrees for me, you know, you know, they're good because if, if WWE or AEW, whomever, if they need somebody to go out in the community to be or speak or I can tell them, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an educated person. I can do this and that, you know, just. And you, you know. touch a different community that they don't touch. Yeah, I hear you. You man. know what yeah, I mean? Like, the, I don't want to call you handicapped because I don't consider you handicapped at all, honestly. But, like, you touch that community and they don't touch that. You know what I mean? No, that's why, you know, I think I could be a great advocate for their Special Olympics or their Make-A-Wish because not that I have a terrible disability like that, but I used to be one of those kids like that, you know, who, who, who obviously was told, ah, well, because you can't hear, you can't do this or that. And that's another good point, too, because um, even with wrestling, and I told you guys how, you know, wrestling saved my life when I was a kid because I was depressed and had suicidal thoughts. And wrestling was like my escape. But, um, you know, now that I'm a heel, so there's a the baby face and the heel side of me. The baby face side, you know, I'm the, I'm the uh, I use my disability to inspire people. But then on the flip side, this is where it gets interesting. When I'm a heel, I use my hearing disability against the fans by saying, you know what? I didn't let my disability stop me from doing what I wanted to do. I don't have excuses like all you fans who sit there and you boo me because you wish you had my work ethic. That's the side that I use as a heel. So I can use my same story for whatever story they're, or, or, care, or right. they, what they want me to do. Were you upset when Stone Cold stole your gimmick? Yeah. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Sorry, I had to. We have Josh Ridges, who Josh is a part of our show. Like he was, he's been one of the hosts. He's uh, he's very much family. And the he real just said, yeah. the real he, yeti. He just said him and his uh, son are watching, and he said educated workers are so needed. Yeah, I uh, that's a that's another thing too. Like it's crazy. Like I didn't realize how many people that you know that that I inspired through wrestling because. I never looked at my life or my journey as inspiring people. I was just focusing on me and just doing, you know, just doing me. Um, so it's pretty cool that you know people, uh, people look at my story and 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 and, and, and can do something with their own life. Because I tell people all the time, man, you know, if I can do what I'm doing now, you can do what you can do. You know, I was yeah. just a little scrawny, hearing impaired kid from a tiny town in PA that. Told everybody he was going to be a wrestler, and uh, um, if I can do that, then you should be able to do anything you want. You just got to yeah. put your mind to it. That's it, guys. Like everybody, like That's chase it. your dreams. Go, go out. Don't let people tell you no. If you have a dream and you want to do something, and it's legal and it's like morally acceptable, go and talk exactly. to somebody who does that and say, "What does it take? What do I need to do?" Exactly. You got. You also got to have that. I, I call you got to have that dog in you too, to where you're really, really willing to do whatever it I, takes. I, you know, I, like, like, like you had that. It's that, it's that no plan B mentality. You're really willing. Yeah. Like me personally, I don't have a life outside of wrestling. You know, like all I do is is I all I do is just think about wrestling, work out, all that stuff. You know, I don't I don't have any friends right now. I don't have any I don't have any serious girlfriends right now. Anything like that. I am my number one priority <laughs> of my life is getting getting to where i want to go so <laughs> you did say thing too. You, you were very clearly saying 
You were very right, clearly yeah. saying serious girlfriends. And no <laughs> I gotta put that right word on there, you know. I love it. That's hey, man, yeah. I'm trying to live. I want to live how like Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson and all them guys lived right. back in the day where they had girls waiting at the airports and hotels back in the day. Nowadays you don't get that. No, that's nope. You don't I look at my independent wrestling shows, I'm like, I'm like, man, I was missing out when I was when I was Ricky Morton back in the day when all the girls would come to the shows. Now it's complete opposite. It's all the it's all the it's all the middle-aged fanboy dudes that want to come to the show and all the girls don't want to come anymore. I'm trying to get that back, you know. That's... All the guys that come out of the basement just for the show. Exactly, yeah. But hey, you know what? If 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 if, if, if you they're buying a ticket, that's your thing. By any means, you, right. you, know, you, you buy a ticket, come to the show, enjoy. Enjoy, you know, exactly. buy, buy merch from the wrestlers. Yeah, I guys, love. Like, I tell fans all the time, you know, it's if buying merch, you don't realize if you just buy one picture, one T-shirt, you don't realize how much that, right? How much that means in that wrestler. Like me personally, you know, people that buy merch off me, I, I, I remember those people. So when I do make it big, I'm gonna remember if I got an extra ticket to win. Uh, we come to town and get them backstage. I'm going to remember that guy. So you know what? You bought my shirt. Here, here you go. Come yep. to the show. Yeah, you know, because I'm big on loyalty, man. I always remember the people that supported well, me. Well, I'm not the I'm not the IRS by any means, but a pro wrestler on an independent show doesn't make a whole lot of money. So sometimes nope. buying that shirt doubles their payday, or it means that they can. It means they can get a burger with their fries at the end of the night. Sometimes, yeah, I mean, you know. It, you know <laughs> I mean, it helps me because I get paid twenty dollars and a nice uh, hot hot dog after a show. So that's, I mean, that's all I get. You know? Yeah, hot dog, dog and a handshake. hot dog and a handshake. That's it. Hot dog and a handshake, baby. But I, I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way, just because I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying to get those reps. You know. Yeah, spot of paying. I talked to other independent guys out there, and, and they're complaining about pay. I'm like, dude, if you're complaining about pay, so, you're never gonna make it. You have to seriously love this business, man. You have to love I've, loot not making any money doing this because you have to get those in-ring reps. Yeah, and I've talked to guys, and I'm sure you have too, that have said no to one of the biggest companies in the world because the start and salary, because some of them work real jobs yeah. that might pay more than what that would have been, and they can't give that up because, you know, they have families. You know, that's exactly. not just them. Yeah. And, they and, were and, doing and, it if it was just them. Yep, and I, because I'm I also too, you know, I'll, I'll I, down here at the IWC wrestling school, I also sometimes stop by and help train like the new trainee of, uh, of, uh, of, um, training guy or new trainees coming up. Um, just because, you know, I like to, I like to show them a thing or two. Um, but I tell them all the time, I just ask them, I'm like, you know, do you want to do this and try to chase this for a full-time career? Or do you just want to just be like a weekend warrior, just have your regular, whatever you do during the week and do this, for the weekend if that's what you want to do there's nothing wrong with that right you don't have to put that much time in as if you would if you want to make this a career you have to if you want to make it a career this has to be your life now that's but where so, you it, trained right you trained right, at iwc yeah. and who is the who's the head trainer there so the head trainer down there is uh is a, is a, a guy that's been wrestling for a while down there in indies his name is uh chris larusso he's done a little bit of stuff for ring of honor um he's oh. in his uh He's, I think he's in his late 30s, early 40s, but he's been around on the indies for a while. But that's yeah. how I was trained. So I was trained by him. And then, um, so I trained with him for just about a year before I had my first match. 
And then I've been wrestling now in the independence for, for a little bit over two years now. So, yeah. But, and the training never stops, does it? No, absolutely not, <laughs> man. I, 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 get, I get more obsessive wrestling after every match, you know, That's... because I, I'm a big believer. You have to critique yourself. You got to be honest with yourself. I watch my matches, and then I pick out what I like and what I don't like. And the next show, you just, you know. Unless if once you get to Randy Orton or AJ Styles' level where you're that damn good, um, you should always be trying to find a way to improve. But you know what? I bet you they do the same thing because they both both of their games change, you know, oh, yeah. at least a little bit consistently. And oh yeah, and if you watch wrestling today, like I tell I tell people today, you should watch Randy Orton because he is so fluid in the ring. It's it's yes. it's it's almost. It's like it's it's almost like I'm jealous because he moves in the ring like it's a dance. Every step he does, if I were to show pro wrestling to somebody who's never seen it in their life, I would show them Randy Orton because he that's can, what it's supposed to look like. The thing is, I don't know about so, you guys, but he is so fluid. He can slither ring. like a snake. He can slide along that ring to look like he's slithering. And and, and he him. executes his moves perfectly. Like yes. Like an RKO or the Orton backbreaker or the DDT, like nothing like, is out. Not does a, it perfect. Not a hair on him is out of place from start to finish on his moves, especially exactly. especially his signatures. Right that's what separates the professionals from the guys that want to. And then with him being a legacy, though, he is completely opposite of what his father was. His father exactly. was one of those guys, headliner, but didn't have that physique. And now you flip that coin. And he's a completely different style than his, his his father was, where you see a lot of the guys and girls that come through after that legacy, their mirror images. Randy Orton is almost the, like basically the exact style that I like to wrestle. I like to be slow, methodical. I like to set my opponent up for all my moves. I don't ever go up to the top rope because that's not me. I have no business being up there. So... I like to do, I try to equate wrestling to trying to be what would be really real in a real fight, you know, because I'm trying to project that believability. Yes. Yeah, that's another guy I watch. I've, I've sat in on some training sessions, not trained myself, but sat in and the, the trainer would ask me, what do you think? And I'd say, it looks like this kid hasn't been in a fight in his life. Yeah. Like they don't, like Anthony Green throws some of the best punches in the wrestling business, period. I don't know that Anthony's ever been in a fight because he's such a nice kid. But he throws some of the best punches. He went out and learned how to throw a punch. But he's been watching and, and, and it. That, yeah, and me too. I like kid. to throw those Samoa, those jabs that Samoa yeah. Joe does. I try and, to bring in what, what in boxing can I do to do in wrestling? But as a fan, <laughs> you, I could come to, uh, I could come to the ring, and I could hit zero moves. I, I, I could do nothing. But I throw one real looking strike. You as a fan be like, oh wait. Wait a minute, he that's believable. I can buy that. No. I would rather buy that versus waiting for a dive or jumping off the top rope. I want to see you go off the top rope now, though. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man. (laughs) (laughs) Jump off the top rope. It's gotta be where I'm getting a salary doing it, money in the bank. I'll double your independent pay. Two hot dogs? What's that? <laughs> two hot dogs? Oh, I was thinking well, more two. I was thinking maybe, more two. No, maybe, maybe a Morton Steakhouse uh, steak dinner. 
Instead, uh, I, I don't you know, know about that. I'm not feeling too good at that. I might not make that show. Right, we'll, go to McDonald's. <laughs> we'll go to McDonald's when they make ribs back. You're right. I heard about that. You know what? Maybe that'll be a good cheat meal after a show. Who knows? Uh, right? <laughs> but like, like you see what, what he's saying is trying to get you out of character. You'd see too many people that make it to the like you're known as this straight guy, this this hot hitter, this this fighter. But then you see too many people like that that make it to the WWE or make it to the TV, we'll say, and they're they're changed. They don't change, they are changed by where they are. Yeah. And I, I hope that doesn't happen with your your in-ring character. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, I I like to, you know, and and I like to tell people I'm I try to be as real as I can be, you know. I'm not for example, you know, I'm a huge, uh, I listen to uh, Jim Cornette's podcast all the time because I like to learn about the wrestling and he, he's got such a good mind to wrestling, but he always said, you know, the best wrestling or the best characters of wrestling are those guys who are themselves t- uh, turned up right. times 10. And that's who really I am, man. I'm just an aggressive, intense uh, underdog with a chip on his shoulder because, you know, like I said, I've always been dotted because of this and I just, I just had that mentality, man. I'm not... Tr- I'm not trying to be Spencer Slade. That's just who I am, you know? How and you... another thing, too, is I can't convince people that, you know, that that, that that other that pro wrestling is real, but I can convince them that I'm real. So, you know, that's yeah. that's just my mentality, you know? I think you said that to me before. I, I totally understand that pro wrestling is, is unfortunately, unfortunately, it's like, it's like a circus because you have different genres, different characters, and if you want to be that comedy guy that comes out and dances and makes fun of himself, that's that's perfectly fine. But that's not me. I can. That's just. I just can't buy into that. You know. No, people like that. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. Like what what Caleb's doing with you is, what well what what's what's happening with you at New England All Star Wrestling is, to me it's awesome because I don't even know what story it's building up. I just know it's building a story. For those who don't know, like he pretty much has an open challenge out there and he'll wrestle three or four guys in a couple of minutes each match. And yeah, what you also do is you don't destroy them. Right. Right. You give them some. And then you yeah, kill exactly. Them. Because also too, you know, I, I'm I always protect the business. Like I'm 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 the kind of guy who's never ever gonna expose wrestling or anything, but um, me being a heel, and, 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 and you guys will know this because you're in, you guys are smart, and you'll know what I'm talking wow. about here. What? But me as a heel, you know, I'm trying to think, how can I get people to boo the crap out of me? You know what? I'm going to let my opponent get up on me a little bit so they can almost get that false hope behind them, and then, bam, I'm yeah. going to cut them off, one, two, three. And then now that's where the boos are going to be all the way up here versus – if he right. didn't have a chance to do anything, the booze would really only be here. I want the booze all the way up here the entire That's time. That's what you pull the the great Valentine and the Macho Man and just sit there and gloat. Yeah, it's not, like exactly. I love that you do it like that because of that. And I look and at it, yeah, I look at those as um I um you know uh, another guy that that, that listened to like a, like a William Regal like over in England in like the seventies or eighties they would have like carnivals where wrestlers would invite open challenges to anybody who wants to come out and wrestle. That's kind of what it is with, uh, with what I'm doing with New England All-Star Wrestling because, uh, you know, I'm tr- trying to project that real believability, you know. I don't want to come out and say, oh, I'm going to challenge somebody to a ladder match, you know. No, like that's not what – that wouldn't be believable for me or, or for my or what I'm trying to portray. Right. 
Now, yeah, because like what you do with the New England All-Star Wrestling, what's happening is basically you have this open challenge, and you'll get three or four guys to come out, and then you'll have, uh, like last time it was Nico Silva, someone who's sort of, you know, climbing the ranks and the independents yeah. can come out and give you a real challenge. And, um, like, the end result is obviously going to be you in a huge match somewhere. Right, right. And that's yeah. the only way that can end. Right. I don't know who it's with. I don't know if it's with a TV star. I don't know, but that's the only way that can end. And I love, like, Caleb had such a mind for that, and the buildup of it is crazy. He, uh, Caleb's got a, Caleb's got a great, Caleb's got a great mind. I mean, and, uh, I I just sit and talk wrestling with him. And as a, and as a promoter, I mean, his ideas, he's got great ideas. You know, there's a lot of promoters out there that, don't have great ideas. They right. just book matches and say, okay, yeah, here, you yeah. two wrestle. Yeah. But there's very few promoters that sit down and try to be like a Vince McMahon where they where they try to right. create a story, a storyline and try to build it up. Just because you, you're not the WWE doesn't mean you still can't do that on the independent level, you know? If you want to make money, it's what you should story do. Lines, but you can still do it at the independent level. I don't think so. And what Caleb does, it's sort of his mentality. I don't know if he realizes it, but Caleb doesn't sell tickets to that show. Caleb is trying to sell tickets to the next show, and that's what a story does. You know, like the people that are there, you already have their money. Who cares? You want to get their money again you and should again. Always be, you should always be booking a show or selling a show in advance for the next show. Right. So let's say this show that you're on on Saturday, the whole point of that show is to get people to come back the following month because so, you want those fans to see – the baby face get his revenge on the heel the next month or, 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 or right. whatever. So if your you show know? is built around TV guy A versus local guy B, you're going to sell some tickets, but your payroll is going to be up outrageous. Yep. And you're not going to make the same money that a local wrestler who uses local stars, independent yep. wrestlers, makes selling tickets to the next show. So exactly. And that's another thing too, you know, cause we can always get into like promoters, but people don't realize how hard it is to yeah. promote and run a wrestling show. There's so many, well, all, they, all they have to do now is all they have to do now is post it on Facebook. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and also too, with all these, with all these guys that are getting released too now, here's when people yes. don't realize it. Luckily for me, I'm upcoming and I'm already starting to build a name for myself, but people that are just starting to wrestle now, they're going to have their spots taken. It's going to be a lot harder for younger guys, upcoming wrestlers to get on shows now with all these names that got released because you know the promoters are going to go after them to book their shows and sell their tickets right. around. So but that's that will, why. That will wane off a little bit, though, because once that's done, then the, then they go back to the indie versus indie, you know? Yeah, yes. And, and, and I, can, I kind of see that now. Like I tell promoters all the time, you don't always have to bring in a name, man. You can always roll with the young guys that you have. How do you expect your young guys to get better if you bring in two or three names and take their spot, you know? Right. The name, the name, create the name. The name should be, to exactly. me, the name exactly. should be left for, like, the big, I don't want to call it, like, independent pay-per-views because that's not what it is, but the big blow-off shows. And you exactly. know what I mean by that. That's where the name comes in. And that's yeah. where the name is going to elevate your company you are wrestlers, yep. you know, so Spencer, we've gone over an hour already, believe it or not. <laughs> See, I told you guys that 
whenever people talk to me in podcasts, it goes long because I we just I just get caught up in talking. That's just me, man. Well, I'm the art of a promo. I love talking. Where can people find you? Where can like if someone wants to look up a Spencer Slade match, do you have a match um, for them to look at? And where I'm are you so on social glad media? That you asked that question. Yeah, so you guys can catch me on uh, Facebook at Spencer Slade. Send me a friend request. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm very big on always answering fan mail and stuff like that. I love talking to fans. I try to post something every day. You can catch me on Twitter at Slade Wrestler. You can catch me on Instagram at Slade Wrestling. Um, you can buy my merchandise off at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Beer the Gear. And I also have my own YouTube channel where I have all my promos and highlights and matches listed. So if you want to go back and watch great matches of mine, just search Spencer Slade on YouTube and I have all my content out there. Is there a match of yours that people, if they were going to, if you were going to introduce someone, if you were going to show someone one match of yours, is there a match that you could think of? Yeah, there's a, uh, there's another match that I wrestled, another upcoming guy up at IWC. Uh, his name, uh, uh, his name is Cole Carter. He's a younger guy. Um, I wrestled him at IWC. There's a, there's two matches that him and I have done. I've done a, um, a submission match against him back in March. I've done a uh, number one contenders match. And then you guys actually should watch the match that I just uploaded uh, two weeks ago. I wrestled a guy named Big Time Bill Collier at the uh, Pittsburgh Pro Wrestling Classic Show. Um, that's That was one of my best matches. That would be a good match to watch. I'm trying to I'm trying to tell them which one to watch, but I can't decide because they all were pretty good, that's... to be honest with you. Check okay. out the YouTube channel. And that's right, baby. That's, that's another thing too. As independent wrestler, you know, you have to, you have to put yourself out there. You have to, you have to use social media and YouTube and put your stuff out there. Yes. You know, you it's just the only way that you get exposure and that buzz. Spencer, oh, yeah. the next time you're up here, we'll have a studio for this, and I want to get you and Adam in the studio together. Dude, oh yes, please. You know what? We well, better tell Caleb then the book. Start booking some damn dates because I'm losing my patience. I want to get back up there and wrestle again. So, so you're saying if if Caleb doesn't book a show, you're gonna kick his ass? Well, I'm absolutely because I came up there and was killing it and had something going great. He needs to be he needs to be doing whatever he needs to do to get back to running shows. <laughs> so you guys need to get on his ass too. Tell Caleb, look, oh, man. Yeah. He said he's even willing to take another ride with Classic Caleb. You got to book a show. He better book a show, man. <laughs> uh, Caleb, I, look, look, I like Caleb's got, in my opinion, I've seen independent wrestling. He's probably got one of the most professionally done uh, shows. He's got the camera. He's got real yeah. rope. How many independent shows use real rope oh. besides the WB? He's got a professional ring a great canvas and has his logo in the middle like the ring of honor ring yeah he's got everything to run a successful promotion he's just got to find a way to just get more people in the building that's it yeah we me and caleb came up with the same company and that's very much how they were and then caleb has a production mindset too so yeah i mean i was yeah, blown away by it. yeah i was blown he's got his own gorilla position in the back he's got his monitors. <laughs> he's like the vince mcmahon in the back yeah yeah, that's but Spencer, man, thank you. Um, no you problem. are a friend, and we're gonna do this again and again Absolutely. and again. Yeah, we need and part again. Two. And when you get signed, we'll do it again. 
Yeah, we'll yeah, do it again and again before that. When I get signed, I will. You guys know me. When I get signed, I'll always forever be the same person that you're talking to yeah, right now. No, that's... You know, I'll do whatever I can to get you backstage, send you merch because, like I said, I appreciate nah. you guys' support. Now, nah. I can't wait to get you. back up here and see you guys at the uh, next show that Caleb does. Yeah, so hopefully that'll be soon. We will oh, drag yeah. Joe to one of the shows finally. So yeah, Spencer, I'll definitely be able to make it. Spencer, awesome. thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Spencer. No problem. Thank you guys for having me. You guys have a great holiday. You as you well. You too, Spencer. And tell your parents I said uh, Merry Christmas. We'll as well. do. Take care. All right. Bye. We'll see you next Thursday. Denise.